Welcome to the Liberty Experts Podcast, where all your liberty questions are answered, discussed, and debated by experts. Now, here are your liberty experts, Tim Moen and David Birnbaum. Hey, Tim. How's it going? Hey, David. It's going great. I'm fresh from the fight. We just had, uh, you know, we had like four fires last night. We just ended up with a the house fire uh, out by the lake. And so, uh, you know, started recording a little late. It's been a long night, but I'm still energetic and, uh, and good to go. I want to keep fighting chaos, man. Let's go. Well, I'm glad. I, yeah, I like the chaos on the global scale, and that's where we're at the front lines for. So um, today we wanted to talk about a, another one about the podcast as such, but you wanted to talk about why you're hesitant in promoting the shit out of this podcast in your words, because yeah. I'm ready, I'm gung-ho, but you also yeah. have like a bigger audience and a lot of ability to leverage it, I think. But so I've definitely felt the hesitation and I didn't know how adamant or how strongly to come um, you know, to you <laughs> about it. And so yeah. I'm very interested in hearing this. Yeah, well, I mean, I, I, I'm trying to work through it as well. You know, it, it came up, you know, I've, uh, I've kind of talked to a therapist every now and then just because um, I think it's good. It's kind of like going to the gym. It's good to, it, 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 I find it, it gets you a lot of insights about yourself. And, you know, I get uh, free massage and free, you know, therapist sessions and free acupuncture. I get all that stuff through my benefits. So I take full advantage of all that stuff. And, um, and it's great. I mean, it's, they kind of hold a mirror up to your inner world and, and probe in there. And, you know, it's not like there's anything pressing in my life. I'm not depressed. I don't feel like I'm suffering from any mental health things, but still, um, you know, I get, it, it's almost like a life coach to me, someone that can help me break through barriers and, and figure out, you know, why, why am I being such a lazy fuck on some days and different things like that. Right. So, um, yeah, that was one of the things I, that came up was, you know, we, we've got this podcast, it's ready to go. Part of me feels a little bit of anxiety about success for some reason. And I, I'm trying to figure out why I, I, I said to my therapist, you know, I'm actually going to talk to David about this on our, our podcast. See if he wants to talk about this. This directly impacts our podcast success. And it also falls perfectly in line with what we've decided to focus this season on, which is personal responsibility and, um, and discuss that. So I'll tell you, you know, I think some of the things that come up for me are that fear of success, right? Is now I'm, I, cause I've been through this before 2015, um, national international spotlight makes you a, a target for criticism. And as much as I like to think that I don't give a fuck about critics and quite often I don't, part of me, I think does part of me is like, you know, and, and just to give you an example, I wrote this. Um, well, we, we did a podcast about Jojo recently uh, where I read out my rant and I had written an article, a, a more rational article where I laid out my points in an open letter to Dave Smith. And I felt a pang of anxiety putting that out there because I've been really embarrassed about things I've believed before and things that I've rightly been criticized before. And sure enough, Dave Smith, um, found the letter or someone promoted it to him and he did an entire episode. I mean, he's a very successful, um, popular podcaster and he took like an hour and a half to basically dissect line by line my, this letter, right. That I kind of poured my heart and soul into. And he made a lot of good points and, you know, uh, 
I felt a little bit embarrassed about some of the things I had written in there. And that's exactly why I think part of the block that's holding me back. And then the other block that's holding me back a little bit is, you know, I'm, I'm kind of at a nexus in my life where I can keep charging, hard charging down the Liberty pathway, or I can start really focusing on my career because there's doors opening there for me and there's doors opening over on this other pathway for me. And part of me feels like it's oil and water, you know, like they're not going to mix. And that if I really fully crack the door open on what we're doing here and I can see the, the, I mean, we're already getting some, getting donations and subscribers, but I really crack the door open on that. And that becomes a thing. I'm closing the door on the career path. And that scares me a little bit as well. So I'll leave it. I'll let you kind of respond to that. Yeah, well, I, first, I really appreciate you sharing that with me. It's not easy to share that with someone and definitely not easy to share these anxieties publicly, right? Um, so I really appreciate that. I, you know, on the first one, I totally get it. It's definitely like our deepest fear is not that we are inadequate. Our deepest fears were powerful beyond measure. You know, love or hate Marianne Williamson, that quote is really right. powerful, right? And I felt that before when I started to work on my like media companies, I think I have a really big idea and going places and I had anxiety attacks. Like what if I actually succeed? What would that mean for my life? It would change everything. Failure's easy, stuff just stays the same, right? Um, and so I totally get that um, as a mindset. And, you know, for me, I just try and walk slowly enough. I used to kind of sprint to try and catch success. And then when I caught it, I didn't really know what to do. And so I very much try and walk the appropriate speed and trust that, like I, I've been struggling lately. I'm taking vacation this weekend because I was pushing myself too hard and I was, it was stressing me out. And so I do think it's important to also go at a pace that's comfortable, right? And that involves everything, but you know, it also, does put us out there, right? The more success we have, the more we'll get attacked, but we're getting attacked because we're right, because we're good. Um, and right. that's the thing that I hold to. And, you know, however much- No, and, that, and that's a good point. If I were a nobody on the internet that had written that open letter to Dave Smith, I doubt he would have addressed it, you know? So there's, there's something about the fact that um, he took the time to address a letter from me that says, you know, I, I've- had some success and, you know, it hasn't hurt me, right? It, 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 I don't think it's hurt me. You know, I've still been able to uh, maintain a career and in fact, get higher levels of success in my career than I have before I gained what moderate political or um, you know, public figure success, let's say that I've had. Um, so I shouldn't, I shouldn't be worried about that, but you know, I, I think part of it comes back to, okay, um, well, I, I, I see say, what's happening in cancel culture right now. And, um, you know, we, we did an episode on talking about your struggles with gender uh, dysphoria or, mm-hmm. uh, and, you know, that, that got some flack from a, uh, a trans activist online. And, you know, uh, that sent a bit of a pang of anxiety through me because there was nothing transphobic, I don't think at all in our thing. But yet, even with the best of intentions and fairly precise language throughout, they, they, there are people out there that are working overtime to t- find the most uncharitable way to frame and interpret what you're saying. And these are our ideological enemies. And so 
um, you know, they'll do anything to discredit us, include, you know, complain to our employer, do whatever uh, right. to try to get us fired and ruined. That kind of scares me a little bit, I guess. But at the same time, I got kids and they got to live in this world. And, I, you know, we right. can't let Western civilization slip away. So, uh, you know, I'm trying to muster the courage here, I think is what I'm saying. Which Yeah. And, and so I want to get on because I think that touches on the second point you mentioned. But I want to just hone in on the David Smith thing as well. Right. Like he's that elevates you having people who are like, yeah, there's going to be lots of like Twitter trolls attacking us, but having disagreements with people who have a bigger audience, that's a positive. And that also allows us to develop better. I want to know if I'm messing up. I want to know if I'm making mistakes. And so yeah. even if it's really bad, I've been made a fool of before and I think that's fine and that's growth, right? But it is scary and it's scary to do that publicly as well. But I do think I want to highlight that when it comes to the actual career, like, yeah, it is, I, I can't relate because I don't have much at stake, right? Um, you do have a family you have to support. You do have a career. But for me, you know, I, I used to say when, so I used to pray and I'd pray for the patience, strength and patience to continue on the professional and personal journeys I'm on. And it was really powerful for me when I eventually realized I was finally on one journey. And I think it's unfortunate that in the culture, like we can't have our full self be manifest because, uh, and because of our ideologies, right? And so I understand that it's uh, the state of the world right now, but it's not going to change. And that's the exact issue I have with so many of my peers, young people yeah. who are already refusing to talk, young, smart, rational, level-headed people who aren't willing to talk publicly because they think it'll damage their career. And that means they have 50 years ahead of them of not being able to be sincere. Right. And that's the right. world we live in, unfortunately. And, you know, some people have to be the first ones. Right. And, and you did it yep. with your, with your run for libertarian for prime minister for the libertarian party or whatever. <laughs> um, it's a mouthful. Yeah. Um, and so it's, but it's that same thing again. And, and, you know, arguably I, I think, we're, I don't know what the status of the Libertarian Party is or was, but I think what we're doing now has the ability to go much larger than that. And, um, all, and also, uh, you know, I don't know if your passion is firefighting, but this has the opportunity to earn us a lot more money and then we can allow you to be a private firefighter or whatever it is, right? So it's also what is the long-term play, but, you know, it's difficult. And the thing that I focus on and the few friends of mine who start, who are starting to kind of show themselves publicly with me, what they focus on, uh, you know, I had a conversation with a friend of mine, Ben Chow recently, he said, cause he said some stuff that will definitely be attacked by anyone who, uh, who views it. Him and I, he's a Chinese guy. We were talking about race and he said stuff that definitely is not PC. And he says, whatever they say on the internet, it doesn't matter. My friends are rational. My actual circle is good, right? right. And I think the, what we need to do is, and that's why Subscribestar is so important and our channels generally, is actually start translating that into online support. So we create our own uh, you know, ecosystem around us, but that doesn't prevent the, all of the issues you've highlighted. They're all totally valid. It's just about you know, weighing 
the pros and cons, right? And make and and making the decision because I wanted to. One last thing is you had said something how like uh, you don't want to feel this way or you shouldn't feel this way, and I want to say like no, your feelings are valid, right? Like your feelings are your feelings. It is a very risky realm to be playing in, um, but it's about understanding where they come from what, and what are the values at stake, and am I going to push push through them anyways, right? Yeah, and that's fair. And you know what I, what I've kind of been doing, I think for the past year and a half or so, is I've kind of been in this limbo where um, I feel like I'm trying to to create, trying to clear the fog and be okay. Which path am I going on? Am I hard charging on down the career path or hard charging down this path? And you know what I realized um, is, you know, I heard this, I was watching this show the other day, just reruns of, I think, Battlestar Galactica or something like that. And there was this uh, news reporter interviewing this athlete and, and saying, well, what's, if you retire without having won the, the, the championship cup or something, would, what, what, what will that mean to you? I mean, will you feel incomplete or something like that? He said, to be honest with you, I don't care about winning or losing uh, the game. What matters to me is, is finding perfection in every moment, that perfect throw, that perfect block, that perfect, whatever. Right. That really resonated with me for some reason. It was like, yeah, that, that's what I should be focusing on is okay. What's happening this moment. Well, this moment I'm podcasting with Dave, you know, this moment we are uh, creating something and focus my energy on that and stop living in the future or the past or in all these anxious because to be honest with you, you know, that, that's what got me the, any amount of success I have, speaking across North America, leading a federal party, all these things came from me focusing on the meaning that's right here, right now in this moment that's presenting itself, what resonates with me right now and just nurturing that. Because uh, I had no ambition to be a, a public speaker or a public figure or leader of a party. Those are opportunities that open themselves up to me by me staying grounded in presence and meaning and, um, and so that, that's kind of what became clear to me, in, you know, just over this past week with my therapy session and even with this, um, it's like, okay, the fog's starting to clear a little bit in terms of, I don't know exactly what direction I'm going to go, but I know there's opportunity right here, right now. And I, if I focus on that, positive things will happen. Yeah, absolutely. And I try as much as possible to focus on that moment and, you know, what is adding value to my life right now? And I think, yeah, there is a tendency to, you know, project into the future and where will this lead? Where will that lead? And I'd say, again, I wouldn't view it as two paths. I'd view it as you're walking and you're trying to right. add two things at the same time. And you don't know what the other path will look like a year from now if you pursue this one, let's say. But yeah. you're still on both, right? You're, wherever you're walking, that is your path. And it's not a straight line often. You have to know where you're destined, like, you know, the Buddhist enlightenment path, for example, it's not a straight line. It's a winding line, but you're still eventually heading to your destination of who you're meant to be or who you decide you're meant to be. Um, and I think it's especially, you know, daunting, but also simultaneously exciting for you and I, because I think we're literally going to be changing the world. And so the opportunities and the way we can manifest our other values, we can't predict because the ecosystem is changing. The tides are turning. Um, and so it's, it's, but that adds a layer of anxiety too, because we have no idea really what the world's going to look like 20 years from now. 
and you know that I take that vagueness, that chaos, and I think, well, that just means I have that much more power to shape it because I'm so because I'm really confident. No one knows what the world will look like 20 years from now, um, and so you know I, I think that's important to note in terms of you know the plans ahead as well. Um, yeah. Yeah. No, that's. That's fair. And, you know, I appreciate your excitement and enthusiasm. It, uh, it's infectious. So, um, yeah. Yeah. And, and I'll say like, I'm definitely right now I'm in a weird headspace, just generally speaking because of other stuff going on in my life. But with this, it's definitely like, there's an anxiety of if it blows up, what do I do next? How do I shift it? How do I re- uh, rein it in? Will it take over my life more than I want it to? Because I have a tendency to, um, you know, fall too deep into something when it gets exciting. It's almost like an addictive tendency. And I've focused really hard on my life balance generally. But I know if this starts to take off, I'll want to really lean into it. But I need to kind of like take a beat, take a breath and pause. and, And like, really, I'm trying to figure out what is my pace of life? How many steps do I want to take a day total? And then I can add in the different options of where to take those steps, what to focus on. But it's a very different mindset. Like um, I, listen, I recent, recently listened to uh, Don Watkins, who is an objectivist intellectual. And he says, basically, if he gets three hours of solid work done a day, he doesn't care what happens for the rest of the day. And so I, and I'm very much trying to find what's my sweet spot of how much do I need to get done per day total versus what goal am, am I reaching this much closer to my goal and, and the, that sort of thing. So that's where I'm at in terms of my current struggle around, uh, you know, how to move this forward, how much uh, to commit to it and stuff. Cause I think it's good and I, and it's going to be achieved, but it's like how quickly, how much do we push ourselves to get there? Yeah. And I, I, I'm kind of in the same mindset, right? It's like, I know that, you know, the first three or four hours of my day, are going to be the most productive uh, work creatively. Like that's when I can write, that's when I can podcast and do videos. And uh, I'm kind of a write off after lunch. I just, I'm in a different brain state, right? So I try to leave more mundane tasks to after lunch, stuff that I can kind of do on autopilot, chores, errands, whatever. But I try to do, you know, just find that creative thing. And it's not like I have a particular goal right now when I'm in that creative space. It's just like, okay, I, I need to, I just want to write and explore some ideas and what's on my mind right now. What are people saying uh, out there on the social media that is uh, interesting to me? And what do I think about that and explore those, um, those kinds of things, you know, like right, right now, for example, the thing that, uh, <laughs> that, that I've, I've been thinking about is, is mask wearing, right. And why it is that, people that that will wear masks out in public to protect the public from their their breath um, will take that mask off when they come home around their family and like kiss their wife and kids with it and you know breathe all over them like what does that say about about that person and I mean look I'm a guy who thinks that masks work um, especially when you can't social distance right I mean I wear them at work uh, I put them on my patients at work so it's not but um, but yet I, I, I would always take them off at home. And does that mean I'm a monster? And does that mean, um, you know, so, so the, I, I, like, I don't know what I think about this right now, but 
I use that creative time to write stuff out and see if anything comes out. It's like writing a song or something that you, you don't always get, that, but I kind of go fishing. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I think that also highlights kind of some of the anxieties that I have and many people have generally is also we're not, I mean, it's called the Liberty experts, but we're thinking out loud, right? We're developing yeah. things and putting thoughts out there. And like you hit on earlier, this is a totally non-compassionate world right now. And so, yeah. uh, but like I've managed to get used to it because since I was seven, I just thought everything I thought out loud. And so I had to get used to right. people thinking I'm a moron while it's like a 10% thought out thought. Um, but that's what's kind of difficult and scary as well is the creative process, the creative work for many people is public now and for us in particular. And so that's daunting because everyone else is so anxious that they just want to like latch on and attack us for having the audacity to say something we're not certain about because they could never imagine yeah. that. And so it's also like, I think an important therapeutic thing to be able to do that process publicly, to be able to do it. I think it helps people generally and broadly as well. Yeah. Well, I mean, people are looking for signals to see what, whether you're in their tribe or not. Right. And you know, that you're either in the cathedral or you're not. And um, you know, like you, you, you can't, uh, think that masks work and be, you know, a liberty fighter or something like that um, to some people uh, or, or you, people will think you're advocating for t tyranny. You know, you can't say that libertarianism is an anti-racist ideology or some people will lose their mind and think you're pandering to the left and you're not part of their tribe and different things like that. Um, so it's, it's a, it's a tricky world out there. Um, you know, I think actually, when uh, a big part, big part of the motivation behind writing that open letter to Dave Smith is that I'm just tired of, of people, you know, constantly critic. You know, I I was putting myself in JoJo's shoes because I've been there so many times before, where people just have the the least charitable take on the things you're saying. Body of work you've been doing, that is perfectly consistent and you know has done a lot of work to promote liberty and um, you know so I don't know but. Yeah, well, I think, I think that's really important. And I think that's why I think we have to do this. Because I don't like the idea of tribes. I think we need to get rid of tribes, but we need a community around us of people who agree that tribes are bad, who agree we need to be individuals, who agree. Yeah, we, need we need a tribe of people that agree that tribes are bad. Right, exactly. <laughs> but literally, right. And so that's like the best way to do that is to be authentic and put ourselves out there and create from scratch a, a real community and, and a real group. And so that's what, right. why, that's why I think this is important because this is how the, how that ecosystem changes. And that's why, you know, I really want to encourage people to follow us on Facebook, subscribe on YouTube and support us on Subscribestar, um, thelibertyexperts.com because that helps us continue this. That helps other people know that they're not alone, not just us, but other people, right? If we have a hundred, if we have 200 people supporting us, each one of them knows that they're one of 200, that they're not alone. Um, you know, I, I wrote some poem that about how each man is an island, but no one is alone, right? And I think it's really important, uh, that mindset. Um, so, I, yeah, I want to just highlight that. Yeah, it reminds me of the, the whole COVID um, 
slogan of, uh, you know, we're, we're isolating together or something. Right. Um, and so, yeah, so I'll just, uh, I guess we can, we can end it there, but I really appreciate, uh, you sharing all of this. I think, I hope it was helpful, uh, to talk. It was helpful, David. And because you talked with me about this, I'm going to do my damnedest to promote this podcast over the next week. And, uh, you can kick my ass if I don't. Um, Perfect. So (laughs) everyone should remember July 30th is our first AMA. Be sure to check it out. You can ask Tim and myself any questions under the sun and we'll answer them. And also, again, subscribe on YouTube. Support us on Subscribestar, thelibertyexperts.com. Thank you.